Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another amazing episode of Talent Takeover Unfiltered. Taylor, how are you doing? I'm thriving today. How are you? <laughs> That's like the theme of the day for you. The theme of the yes. year. Yeah. <laughs> Not a but bad thing. But it's theme. actually the opposite. So I'm going to have to like repurpose that word because it's like, what's the opposite of not thriving? But talk to me in like three weeks and then, then thriving will actually be its true definition at that point. You got it. You're doing the, I'm fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening. I love this. So we are just getting into really our season two of the Talent Takeover Unfiltered. And we're going to do the 21 skills that will pay you forever. And because you and I love to talk, we like to get really nitty gritty and really give our listeners, uh, you know, what they're, what they're wanting. Uh, we're going to do two episodes. So we'll probably stop at what? 10 or 11, we'll see how it flows. Just so you guys don't have to listen to us for that long. You can split it up, save it, yay. You're welcome. I'm done with them. Or <laughs> I wanna hear part two. Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. When it comes to working hard and keeping it real, we know our shit. Self-care, happiness, inner peace, and time. I'm Brianna Rooney, and this is Taylor Bradley. Hey, y'all. And we have thrived in chaos and turned it into an art form. So Taylor, what are we doing here today? We're here to give you a raw, under-the-hood view of all things recruiting and finally give credit where credit is due to a long, underrated industry that's full of, quote-unquote, experts. All right. Well, then let's take this show to the road. Um, yeah. So whenever I saw this, I was like, okay, this spoke to me because it doesn't matter what it, – it's not even personal. It's professional. It, it's all of it. You know, and it doesn't matter what job you do. I feel like these 21 skills, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, these 21 skills will pay you forever, which is exactly the post that I saw. That was the title, 21 skills that will pay you forever and just good life skills to have. And I was going back to some of the stuff that we've done for like new graduates and, and advice that we've given them or people just starting out their career. And I'm like, oh, this could be applicable there. But then I was like, no, fuck that. This is applicable to everybody. These are skills that everybody should have, regardless of age, industry, work, per personal. Like, these are just mm -hmm. good skills to have. So let's get right into number one. And I feel like we've all probably got examples of this. So number one, ability to sell and negotiate. Who doesn't need that skill? <laughs> yeah. Um, so for a second, when you said any age, I really feel like I want to print this, print this out and drop it at my kids' schools, teachers be like, can you please make sure you start this now? Like I'm starting at home. Please start this now. Yeah. I mean, and how can you incorporate this into your curriculum if you're not already? Mm -hmm. And yeah, well, it's funny. So my son last night, and you'll appreciate this story. Like I actually thought of you last night, um, when he was doing it, he was like, I'm already a businessman. I forgot what we were talking about, but he was telling me how he negotiates his Pokemon card trait. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, <gasps> and I got chills. I was like, oh, that just like spoke to my heart. Like I, I was like, I'm so proud of you. You know, I was just like, how many did you get for that one or Charizard or what? I don't even know all of that stuff, but I know he's into it. And he's like, this has 250 damage and it's mm -hmm. a big deal. And so I'm like, I love that. But he, the fact that he pointed that out to me, it was like, I'm already a businessman and I negotiate with my Pokemon card trades. I was like, that's amazing. But I know he's learning more about that. And I'm not mm -hmm. knocking his teachers because I absolutely love his teacher. But I think he's learning more about that at home. And because we work from home too, you know, mm -hmm. and you hear, and even when their days are home from school. And so I think they're naturally picking up on that. So I love that you said that. 
so even with my kids, if, if they want something and they happen to come up with this like smart ass response that really kind of puts me like, oh shit, that was a good one. I'll actually say, you know what? That was a really good negotiation. I'm going to give it to you even though I don't want to, even though I already yeah. said no. But if they negotiate really well, they should be rewarded. And just like as this life skill, it's like, yeah, like think about how many times you have negotiated something to move up the ladder, to pay, get paid more, to have a happier life, a better work-life balance, whatever it is you're negotiating. It's Buy a so car. important. Buy a, oh, my God. Car, house, commissions, timeshares. I mean, we could go on and on. Like, I mean, even just with your bank, like Freedoms. think about like... <laughs> yeah. No, I really, together. Yeah. yeah, I'm really thinking about anything that like it applies to your home life. I feel like negotiating and selling applies to your home life or your personal life just as much as it does to your professional life. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just goes to communication and thinking about, um, hey, uh, just last night, I decided that my kids and my fiance are going to cook one night. So I got out the thing. I said, Diego, what are you going to cook? You need a vegetable and a protein. Give it to me. And they're like, okay. And so like going around, well, that's negotiating a better work-life balance for me, right? I don't have Amen. to cook every day. Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to have to supervise. Or I know, uh, yeah. I mean, if I got my five-year-old cooking, I might, I'm going to have to supervise. But I still think I, I'm a big fan of like responsibility early on in life too. Um, I don't, although like a balance, we've talked about this before. Kids yeah. not growing up too soon, but they still should have some things that they're responsible, like filling up the dog bowls, things like that. But Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think we should move on. We're only on number yep. one. We got a lot of through. Very on brand. Uh, ability to convey what you think and feel. I saw this and that one. I was like, I love that that's number two. And I, I got the chills progressively more and more throughout reading mm -hmm. these because I'm like, that one is a big one that I know adults, grown adults that can't do that. Most. They're I'm going to say most. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think there's also two parts to that. So like the ability to convey what you think and feel, and then the ability to receive how others mm. think and feel. Whole different ballgame, but yes. Whole different. Um, because feelings are hard and no one wants to get their feelings involved. Even when it comes to work, again, I, I feel like I talk about this a lot, the whole, you know, business is not personal, but it is. Um, feelings are real. And yeah. you have to be able to say like, you know what? That didn't make me feel good. I feel, and you know what's, um, I've really been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. You know, I think because I was driving home, I'm like, oh, keep, keep mentioning podcasts. Um, but someone said something that, you know how you say, don't get emotional. And I've, I've, I've caught myself telling my own kids, stop getting so emotional. They're like, that's such bullshit. We are people, which means we are emotional. There's emotions yeah. in everything we do. Mm -hmm. So why can't we just say how we feel? Yeah. You know what the equivalent of that is in my house, but it like, if someone ever says this to me in, in my house, in any setting, it like, Oh, it makes my blood boil. Get a hold of yourself. Uh, but it's the same thing. You know, it's like yeah. stop being so uh -huh. emotional. It's like a different way to say, it, but that's exactly what that means is like, get emotion or get a hold of yourself. So that one is like one that it's, that's the equivalent. My, I can't stand that, but you're so right. Like, I, I guess I don't say, I get say, get a hold of yourself. And I don't say, don't get emotional to kids, but I will say like, I've noticed you're really emotional today. So it's kind of the same thing. If they yeah. didn't sleep well the night before and you know, my five-year-old's like really triggered in the morning. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, it so, definitely has a, a negative connotation. And so it it's does. like, all right, let's just stop that. I remember, well, let's not get all super personal for a moment. Uh, my dad, I was like 21 and he was like, you're emotional like your mother, you know, it was like, 
was that supposed to hurt me? And at the time it did. But I, I think back at that, I'm like, what kind of a dig is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, thank <thanks>. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, exactly like you said, it has a negative connotation. So the ability to convey what you think and feel. And mm-hmm. as parents, I think we could probably ask our kids questions like, how does it make you feel? Like probably to get them, think about ways we can apply this to our kids' lives as we're going and reading through this. Like how can we, how can we teach them? Just like you said, how can the teachers do it? But I'm even sitting here thinking like, how can I be better to get to that? Like, how are they thinking? How are they feeling? Um, Mm -hmm. So the number three, ability to break a process down into smaller steps. This one gives me all the chilies (laughs) because I, I live for this shit. I love this shit. I love process and I love like, that's my thing, as you know. So process, strategy, breaking it down into small, very maybe minuscule tasks or minute, Just, but I like doing that kind of stuff. Um, so I think that's a really good one to have. I don't think mm-hmm. that's necessarily applicable in every person's life, but I think it's a really, there's some in here that are like, it's just the cherry on top if you got it, but there's mm-hmm. some like ability to sell and negotiate, communicate what you think and feel they're must-haves. Well, I think this one talks a little bit more on like how you don't get overwhelmed. Because I I think you can think about some of the people you've worked with and the ones that show their overwhelmed emotion a lot makes you be like, ah, should I be more scared? So like, I just think about it at work where it's like, okay, um, let's just get this done and let's not worry about it. It's like not that big of a deal, you know? Yeah. So it's like, if you can break it down, it's not a big deal. It's never a big deal. Like we're taking on, you know, this new millionaire recruiter uh, program. It's a big deal, but it doesn't feel like it because again, like you said, you're in charge of process and you've really made it into smaller chunks digestible chunks digest make it digestible i think that's a really good keyword to use there um number four this one we definitely the two of us haven't learned um ability to shut up (laughs) so i'll stop with that one no um we actually have learned this one the shut up part but ability to shut up listen and learn from others and I do think we both are able to do that. The shut up, I just laugh at us because we talk a lot. But I do think when we talked about our talent takeover unfiltered and our different notebooks and stuff, it's uh-huh. like we were talking about one saying, shut the fuck up. You know, sometimes <laughs> we just need to shut the fuck up, listen, and learn from others. Uh huh. Yeah. So my thing, and I think the listeners have heard the story how I want to get slapped with the fish. But what's funny is I had this very serious conversation with my mom just about life and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, she is now like kind of digesting that and moving forward. And she's on vacation right now. And she's like, text me, I think you need to slap me with a whale's tail. <laughs> But that was her saying, like, just get me out of it, you know, like snap me out of it. But it's I love that. We got to get your mom on. We've talked about her now in so many episodes. She's got to be a guest. It would have Um, to be like a 90 minute episode. I'm here for that. I mean, you just say the time and place. Don't threaten me with a good time. Um, Okay. So ability to adapt, improvise and overcome obstacles. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what we all try to teach our kids or you're, you know, I feel like in school, they do a really good job of trying to teach kids that at a young age. That is true. They're doing a much better job than I think they did with us. But in this one, there's really three like giant nuggets, you know, like it could be its own separate thing because adapting is one thing, right? Because dealing with change, Mm -hmm. being resilient, Mm -hmm. and then actually improvising and finding a different way and then overcoming obstacles. That's like its own separate setbacks. It really is. Those are three. I mean, all of these are good, but those are three that I agree. They could be their own episodes of like how to adapt in the workplace, how to improvise Mm -hmm. in the workplace, and then how to overcome obstacles in the workplace. Like if we wanted to have later episodes about that, I think they're great. Um, Mm -hmm. Ability to read, understand, and memorize. 
that's interesting. That is an interesting one. Because when I think of memorize, I think of school naturally yep. because of just trying to get the test done, but I'm not absorbing the information. So I would think that this would be ability to read, understand, and absorb information. Memorize yeah. is very transactional yeah. to like tests. Like yeah. I just got to remember the answers to get a good grade on this test and keep it moving. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, okay. oh. absolutely. Because I, I good. Uh, the next one. Yeah. Ability to walk away. Number seven. Boom. I was expecting mm -hmm. a mic drop comment from you on that. Well, it's because I was trying to like think, think things through as I process here. Uh, well, because it's the ability to walk away, but can you walk away with a smile? Are you walking away because you're being an asshole or are you walking away angry? Like, what is it? You know, I think it, you, you need like more on that. I think we're going to approach this from a, we're going to be optimistic and assume that your ability to walk away from a shit situation or a bad, knowing when to walk away, I think is really powerful. Yeah. Okay. Knowing when to walk away. I like it. Let's change that. Knowing when to walk away. Yep. Ability to manage time effectively. Mm. That's hard. <laughs> it is hard for two. It's key. Two gabbers like us. I feel like whenever we get to talking, that's when it's hard. So I'm sure our listeners are like, how do these two stay on task? Because we tangent so much with different things. Calendar. <laughs> yeah. But I do think that we do manage our time effectively, like the time that we're working and the time that we're going to be with our kids. Like we, we manage our workday yeah. effectively to be able to be present in those moments. But I think that's something for, I know for me, I've learned as I got older, like that's something I've, I've always been really good with time management because my dad was one of those, like, if you're 15 minutes early, you're late people. Mm -hmm. So we're always there. Like first people there, like awkward stairs. Exactly. <laughs> but I've always been really weird about time because of that, but it's, it's completely different than managing your time effectively. That's true. So Diego's already in trouble for that at school. He gets that on his card, which I'm like, that's a great, see, again, these are the skills that will last forever. And then this is where it comes with like procrastination. Mm. So I don't know. I used to procrastinate a lot, like really, really, really bad when I was younger. And I wonder though, on a side note, if that's why I'm able to work under pressure because I used to procrastinate so much, I had to get things done quickly. I don't know. That's trying to make a negative into a positive. <laughs> no. So whenever you were younger, like thinking back in high school and stuff, did you cram for the mm -hmm. test the night before? Were you that person that like crammed for the test oh, yeah. the night before yeah. or did the project like the night I was before? that, I was that morning. Yeah. I was that morning. I, I was really bad. Like I wasn't even the night before oh I was God. like 15 minutes before <laughs> my anxiety is like, cause I, I think that goes like procrastination. I think it's complete. Like there's time management and then procrastination that's one that I'm, I feel like I don't, I have such bad anxiety with stuff like that, that I'm like thinking 10 steps ahead and starting weeks early, like almost too much, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think there's yeah. a, I think there's a balance there that I'm definitely not, uh, there's a, a good balance, but I think procrastination, time management, like those are probably two different things to me. Okay. True. I can see that. Ability to stay positive and optimistic. You think, nailed this think, one. Think, 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 think. Whatever yeah. you like have with this, we need to bottle up and sell it and become billionaires because your ability to stay positive and optimistic in any scenario is amazing to me. It's a talent. 
Thank you. Yeah. So I'm actually going to give this talent to my mother. <laughs> Yay for mom this episode, huh? <laughs> uh, because I, I would always get in trouble. They, um, She had a baby when I was 13. And so because I would always get in trouble, I was always the one that would babysit. And so she was in a new relationship. So she, you know, she'd leave a lot and, and I'd babysit, you know, my little brother monster. And so um, they would always reward me a lot because I always had a smile on my face when I did it. And my brother was like this monster where he he could get in just as much trouble, but he would be such a grump about it. And my dad, actually, you know, I'm going to have to credit my dad a little bit too. My dad was like, why can't you be more like your sister? Like, just smile and we can give you what you want. And I was like, ooh, this is interesting. <laughs> Noted. So, so back then, I obviously used it because I wanted to get what I want. It was manipulative, right? And then I realized, well, but then smiling is addicting, and yeah. it always tells it always tells up here like what's going on. So yeah, no, it's so I, I learned it from a very 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 young age, and just it's super positive. Well, it's addicting and it's like you feed off of it. So I know when I talk to you and I'm like in a shit mood or something and I talk to you, it's you're, it's infectious, you know, you're like, oh, and we have people like Richard on our team. He's amazing. I was just saying this earlier. You can't get off a call with Richard and not be in a good mood. Yeah, He's just such sure. a happy guy, a positive guy that you're just, and I feel the same about you. There's very, very, I can't even think of any where it's like, you've been in a really bad mood. Even when something negative is going on, you're not like, you can still find something to be happy about or optimistic about. It's a very, very good skill mm -hmm. to have or gift, I would say, because some of us are like apocalyptic when anything <laughs> happens, you know? Um, okay. Thank so you. ability to make decisions based on facts, not based on emotions. Ah, back to the emotions. Yeah. Back to the emotions. Okay. So this is great. This is something I just talked about actually with um, Emily, who is our TA manager. And we were talking about closing. And I was saying like, look, let's just learn how to close our candidates properly. I said, and naturally you have to have another buddy. And she was like, why do you need a buddy? I was like, well, because it doesn't matter how great you are at closing or how many deals you've closed and whatnot. The bottom line is you're involved emotionally and you need a buddy to look at it without emotions, like with pure facts. And you're always going to find something new. It doesn't matter how long you've done it. So this is true in so many things. So do you feel like you have the ability to make decisions based on facts and not emotions in your personal and professional life? Or do you feel like it, like you can do one at one place and you can't do it the other? I can do it in both places. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I can be too factual. Got it. What do you mean by that? So, so, um, let me try to, like, let's try to use a relatable example here. Um, that's appropriate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, okay, I know we're unfiltered, but here we go. <laughs> um, well, no, so, so like, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, so Cheryl, who we talked about Cheryl, she's my coach. Yeah. And um, she's always like, Brianna, it's not always black and white. There's also some gray. Mm-hmm. So where's the gray in your, in your life? I'm like, what do you mean? Like you do this, I do X. Like, it's just yeah. like, no, you have to make that decision. And so it's, what's interesting to me is that sometimes I can go so far on the other side of emotion or so far on the other side of factual that then I'm, I'm like not even anywhere in the middle. Um, so like with it, with employees, for example, um, I'll be too coddling sometimes with yeah. certain people. You know, because they just got me and I'll coddle them on the other side with someone that I know can take it. I'll push the shit out of them. So that's on the other side, you know, mm -hmm. so it's like 
there's facts and there's feelings. Um, yeah. And sometimes I can, I can go too extreme um, on one side. Well, and something that you said that I'm going to reference later um, for our broke to boss tip. So I'll actually save it. But something you just said gave me our new broke to boss tip because I feel like it's it's not what you hear. Like, that's not what we're being taught. So we'll get into that in a second. We only have one more. Um, but I feel like as far as ability to make decisions based on facts and not based on emotions, I would agree with your assessment of yourself. And I think that I'm the same in the sense that I can go too far either way. Like I'm too factual and probably in my personal situations or life or scenarios, I can be sometimes too emotional and not just seeing the facts, you know? Mm -hmm. So a little self-reflection there. Um, oh, this is a good one ability to speak in front of a large audience. Ooh, that's hard. That's that hard. Is, that is hard. Um, and that's one that I don't care how many speech classes they make you take in high school, in college. I feel like that's something that you either like to do and you gravitate towards things like that, or you don't like I, that is my personal belief, by the way, I'm, that's a disclaimer I'm throwing out there to all our listeners. That is not, um, based on my Harvard law degree or my, <laughs> my medical background, kidding. Um, but yeah, I think the ability to speak in front of large audiences is truly, that's a gift to me. I'm in awe of people. Like when you and I were at the ink, I was like, wow, yeah. that people could do that. I'm amazed. Agreed. But you, but something I think you can learn, I think if you really want to. So I actually had an employee, this is funny. Um, she was a communications major, which always makes me laugh. And um, I asked her why. And she's the only person, in my opinion, that's ever given me an actual reason. Most people are like, well, it was like the easiest. My parents told me I had to go to college, right? She was like, well, I was really shy and I wanted to learn how to communicate. Hmm. It's like, huh. So we have, well, what we have here is learning rainbows. And so we had a learning rainbow at Techies, of course, as well. And, but we were in person, we were in office and every single time, even though it's like 10 or less of us, she would shake like a leaf in front of us talking, but she would do it. She would always raise her hand to do it all the time. And she would literally like, I thought she was going to shake her paper out of her hand. And it was just us who we hang out with all the time. And you're right. There are some people who just die. It's, it's hard, but she kept doing it. I thought yeah. it was very cool. I love that. Like, I love the keep doing it. I mean, I look at certain tasks, like we were talking about the other day, like public speaking stuff. You and I yeah. were talking on Friday about that. And I look at anything like I can do it and I can get through it. Like I'll do it. I could get through it, but would I enjoy it? Would I be shaking? Would I be nervous? Would it be mm -hmm. something, would I be one of those people that wants to get up there and be in front of everybody, like on a stage with thousands of people? No. Could I get through it and do it? Probably. But I, I like the idea of somebody, regardless of what it is, um, standing and talking in front of people or whatever the situation, but not being comfortable and continuing to put yourself in that situation. And clearly, you know, she was a communications major. Now she's in the workplace, whoever it is you're talking about. Now she's in the workplace, still pushing herself. It still didn't come easy to her and she didn't just mm -hmm. give up. She's just still trying, still trying to yeah. make it comfortable. Yeah, but no, that is an incredible skill. Uh, I've gone to Toastmasters a couple times, didn't go back because it was scary. <laughs> but like, like people are up there in this little thing and they're like counting your ums and whatnot. Like that's extreme, but oh, yeah. such, God, such a skill, especially because I feel like really internally, everyone has a lot to say. If yeah. given a platform, everyone has a lot to say. If they really wanted to dig deep, they could really sure. just boom. I know there's been a couple people who I felt were really, really shy. And all of a sudden, when I gave them like the moment, it's like, whoa, 
have yeah. you been like holding this in for years? <laughs> you know, it's, I think some of us, for some, some people with the podcast too, like we've listened to some people are like, wow, you got a lot to say. And yeah. then like, you see them behind the scenes and they're like super awkward and weird. Yeah. Or I think we, I, I know of exactly somebody that who you're referencing, not the awkward or weird at all, but who you didn't know had so much to say or somebody that you're like, oh, wow. And it's like, yep, once you get to know people or they get comfortable, I should say. Yeah. I think you can really, yeah. And then there's people like us that will talk to a tree stump, <laughs> you know? Um, okay. So this is part one, which I loved. We're going to get into part two shortly, but the broke to boss tip I have for our listeners um, that you just made me think of, but, it, and it may not be groundbreaking or as groundbreaking as I'd like to think the rest of ours are. Um, but it, it, it hit for me when you said it, there is a gray area. I think mm -hmm. that we tend to think things are black and white myself. I am definitely guilty of that. It's like, it's this or it's this, but there is a gray area really in everything. Even whenever you were saying earlier, like we, we talk about, it's not business, it's personal. There is a gray area of that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think that's really powerful and I'm excited for part two of our 21 skills that will pay you forever. Can we just air high five on how quickly we got that done? But I could have talked forever. Shocker. I know, but I'm saying like, we really held back. That was great. But we yeah. still some super powerful. Uh, <laughs> and you can also watch our air high five on uh, in YouTube on the millionaire recruiter channel. So definitely check that out. I'm loving some of the comments. So like subscribe and please review us. Come on. Even if you know, you want to say that we're doing a shitty job. It's all right. I just want to hear from you. Tell us the <laughs> truth. Yeah. All right. Thanks y'all for listening. See you next Tuesday.